welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show, and we hope that you will subscribe, share, and rate. Our guest this week is an award-winning general manager specializing in improving team performance and guest satisfaction. She is a kindness incorporator and life alignment strategist, helping people release their inner hero so that they can accomplish their highest goals. We are delighted to welcome Elizabeth Dungyu. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And on this week's episode, we welcome our hospitality hero of the week, Elizabeth Ndungyu. She is an award-winning general manager, kindness incorporator, and life alignment strategist, and CEO of Ndungyu Consulting. Please welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Robin. Hi, Nikki. Hi, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to talk to you. You have such a wonderful story. We can't wait to get to it, but we're going to start first with your hospitality journey um, and then your pivot to entrepreneurship. So why don't you give us a taste of who you are? All right. Sounds good. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Elizabeth Ndungu. Um, I started off at the Courtyard in Poughkeepsie, New York as a server for the Courtyard Cafe when they used to have that. I used to be paid, what, $6.25 an hour, I think it was. <laughs> um, and this lovely lady called Miss Lori Tribble gave me a chance. I had no experience doing anything. And the first thing during the interview she said is, are you willing to cross train? And I was like, yes, please teach me anything and everything possibly can. So. She let me be me. I trained for the front desk. I trained for laundry, housekeeping. She had some awesome leaders there. Um, Mr. Adam Pregno was one of the people who hired me, his wife, Michelle Pregno. Like it was just a whole family type of affair situation. Um, they taught me so much about being a leader because they would be with me, showing me how to do everything. Um, sometimes I'd be thrown in by myself, you know, like, hey, there you go figure this one out by yourself. Um, so I did that for about four years. And then um, thankfully, a Mr. John Agaby took me in as an operations manager. So I went from being a server to being a front desk person, and then from front desk to being an operations manager. But that was at a different hotel in um, Tarrytown Courtyard. So that was a big responsibility because as an individual contributor, I was really good, right? I could fold the sheets and towels to the best of my ability. I could check in 60, 70, 80 guests with a smile. Um, but managing people, that was that takes a lot. <laughs> it's a mental responsibility, physical as well. Um, so Mr. Agaby took me under his wing. He taught me um, how to lead people, to guide them, to not really be so much of a boss, mm -hmm. then be more of a guide so that people can make their mistakes and learn from them. And of course, trying to hire the right people because right. your team, you're only as good as your team. You are basically nothing as a leader unless your team is as great as possible. And mm -hmm. that's the whole focus. It's yeah. make sure you're taking the time with your team, get to know them, know why are they coming to work sad? 
And um, so he took me under his wing for a year and a half. And then I became a task force manager. That was fun. That was super. You did a lot of travel and. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I went to, so at that time I was living in New York. I went to Texas and I, I actually became, um, what are they called? Like a courtyard refreshing business um, trainer. Okay. So like while I was task forcing at hotels, they would ship me off and help train other people um, to open up the courtyard cafe and oh. the courtyard bistro at that time. Um, it was so, so cool. I, it, it was really hard for me to leave that job um, but my, the, my boss at the time, his name was, uh, Michael Cherix. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, well, I have this small hundred room hotel at the residence in, um, in Long Island and they need a general manager. So how about you try it out? And I was like, well, I didn't really want to be a general manager. <laughs> like, I'm pretty excited doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm like, molding teams you know helping them out they're so strained you know with staffing and Mm -hmm. getting the right team together and it was like the best part for me is I'd put a team together and then just give it to another manager and they'd be happy with you know what I've done so I'm like I was super excited about that and he's like no just try this out you know you it will help you a lot and I was like all right I'll try it and um that was such an amazing experience like my first general manager position straight from an op operations manager mm-hmm. to being a general manager like yeah. that's some scary stuff big job so what was the biggest <laughs> learning curve uh, going from operations to gm <sighs> oh my gosh um so definitely very steep learning curve because okay. as an operations manager i had been in charge of maybe 20 people Mm-hmm. give or take mm-hmm. um but it was only in different departments so it was yeah. just maybe say the bistro and the front desk okay and as a general manager of course you're in charge of everything mm-hmm. and everyone but most importantly you need to be able to trust your team yes because you cannot be everything mm-hmm. all the time right so right. everything depended on who um i felt was best fit to lead with me Mm-hmm. So my assistant general manager, my operations manager, if I'd had one, my supervisors, my down to, you know, the laundry person, yeah. like you need to be able to trust them to fold the sheets correctly. Um, their core values mattered most to me. Mm-hmm. Are they aligned with the company? Are they, do they love coming to work? You know, right. stuff like that. So wow. the steep learning curve for me was just, I can't do everything. So I have to trust my staff to do what they need to do. But that responsibility still lies on me. Yeah. And the people right, right, leaders. right. Yeah. Um, that, that was hard. That was hard because I was used to, oh, you're not going to do this? In my head, of course, because I'm not going to really say that. I'm like, so you're not going to do this? Well, I'll just do it. But then now it's, let me show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, then inheriting a staff is also very different compared mm. to making your own staff. Yeah. Sure. But this staff in Long Island was the greatest staff I've ever met. Like they were willing to do whatever needed to be done. And the fact that they were, you know, some of them were not very happy. I came because now they had just lost a great general manager. Sure. But they were willing to be like, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. If you piss me off, I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) If you piss me off, I ain't folding that laundry for you. Right. (laughs) But for the most part, they were aligned with the mission. And, you know, that was guest satisfaction and yeah. making sure that everything ran smoothly. 
yes and they so when I went into that hotel I would say they were um not at the top so mid at the end okay uh of the portfolio so as I worked with them we got to number one it was wow so cool. um got GSS was number one um our AES went higher I mean our engagement surveys mm-hmm. also went higher uh, but our revenue oh my gosh like they were doing <sighs> my star report had was in the 200 index oh my god wow and I had never seen that before right so I'm used to a 200 index at that point like I, I it's done this and it kept at it it kept being at 200 continuously wow like two years <laughs> now so how how now did I'm, you yeah that staff okay. oh my gosh yeah. just amazing like yeah. super amazing. Like they are dead tired. Mm-hmm. It's a snowstorm. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm Elizabeth. I'm going to come in. I can't sleep over. Cause um, in their culture, it, they can't be separated from their husbands like that. Mm-hmm. So my housekeepers are like, okay, I'm going to come in. They walk in the snow. Like, Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this was when MS 13 was rampant mm. in Long Island, mm-hmm. the gangs. Um, and they lived in that neighborhood. Their kids were going to school to, to school with gang members. And they're just like, you know what? I trust my God. I trust, you know, Elizabeth, I trust you. I'm coming to work. Mm-hmm. And like I did everything I could to make sure they had, you know, enough money type of situation. But wow. so what do you attribute their dedication to? I mean, what was it that was it, it gave them such a it was a for me was their core values in their heart. So okay. like for them, they have to align to somebody who believes in the same thing that they mm-hmm. do believe. Sure. So sure. if if they're like, well, I'm sacrificing my time away from my family, I'm sacrificing all of these things. I need to make sure that the person I am doing this for is okay with that. Yeah. And that they're ready to help me. So for me, if they came to me and they're like, okay, Elizabeth, this is what happened to my son. I need a month off because I need him to do this and this and this. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? We'll figure it out. And they, they actually come to me and they're like, so XYZ housekeeper is going to work for me. She said, it's okay. Is it all right if I take, you know, the week off? Wow. Like They knew that, yes, we're still going to stick to the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to stick to the policy. Mm-hmm. But I have them first. Yeah. Which is one of the core values for, for married mm-hmm. is putting people first. So putting people yes. first. You take yes. care of the associates and the associates mm-hmm. will take yep. care of the guests exactly and they had trust and confidence in you and you were also very fair so all the way around if the hotel does well yeah they make you look good everybody comes out yeah um on top that's amazing we had some insane incentives as well oh yeah talk about that mm. So this is one that uh, one of my former mentors, John, taught me. So like, say for, say for example, the guest satisfaction surveys, right? When they come in, um, the hotel looks pretty good with the score. So say you're mm-hmm. an 80 or a 90, but mm-hmm. how does that relate to the associates or to the mm-hmm. employees, right? Yeah. How do they benefit from that? So we, we dropped it down to the point where like the housekeepers, if their score went up, if room, room cleanliness went up, they'd get a bonus at the end of the month. Oh, okay. So yeah. if they hit, say, if their score finished at 60% for the year last year, right? Their goal started at 62%. So mm-hmm. between 62 and 65%, 
if they hit that, they get $25 in their paycheck each. Okay. If they did between 65 and 69, they get 50 bucks. If it was 70 to 72, they get a hundred bucks, you know, like with the wow. cash yeah. is king. <laughs> and you have never seen more <laughs> more people like so eager and it's the competition between the departments oh sure yeah right everybody's right. motivated at that point yeah yeah and it's all because of your hard work mm-hmm. like they that they were selfless in that way in terms of we'll sacrifice this to make sure the hotel still looks good mm-hmm. but then at least we're getting a share of it wow. right right they they had irons in the fire at, mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They, That's amazing. When people are motivated, what yeah. can become and what can happen. Mm-hmm. And then it truly cascades all the way to the top. Yes. You know, yes. from the yes. bottom to the top, it's all going up. So mm-hmm. kudos to you. That's, that's, that's awesome. great. I would wow. have been out there, my nun sheet folding self trying to <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, Elizabeth, uh, Nikki and I have had some um, wild experiences working during COVID. Mm-hmm. And when I say working, they were all non-sales activities. So <laughs> Nikki was working in uh, in laundry and at the cafe and she was the barista and I was working in housekeeping and um, delivering sewing kits and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever we needed to do. Yeah, um, teamwork, stripping rooms, you know, yes. all that stuff. So love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, wow. we're very well cross trained. That's <laughs> not, I'm not gonna say I'm the best. No, but but I can come in and help. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally took me 45 minutes to make a bed. I mean, just because. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my yes. goodness, because it's. I mean, it's a. It's a, it is a skill to get the it corners is. right and to, oh, yeah. you know, put the, I didn't know I had to put the duvet, the cover on the duvet and mm-hmm. it, it was just a lot. So I have a great <laughs> deep appreciation for anybody in housekeeping, yeah. seriously. And, and you always, at least for me, I always looked at housekeeping as being the department, especially as a sales manager, because I know sometimes we're asking, you know, the ask is big. We've mm-hmm. got back-to-back groups coming in. Yeah. Um, I used to book sports. So you know what that's like. There's a lot mm-hmm. of <laughs> involved with all of that. Um, yeah. But when I worked in housekeeping for that little stretch, and it was so funny, the housekeeper I was with, she was like, just get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> or she would tell me, you just strip the beds. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like you're doing way too much. <laughs> yes. Yes. The honesty, right? The yes. Honesty. The like, honesty. Just wasting my time. I'm <laughs> grateful. Just move over here. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what we got. Even, I couldn't even get mad because I, I was like, I know I'm terrible. So <laughs> oh my God. Tell me what to do and I'll yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. my housekeepers would my, my laundry attendant. This one day we were like really, really hit, right? So I'm in the laundry room. I'm feeling so proud of myself. I'm like folding. And she's like, Elizabeth, could you do me a favor? Could you go get the laundry for me, please? And I'm like, I thought I was doing good. She's like, no, no, you're, you're just too slow for me right now, okay? <laughs> just please go grab more laundry for me. By the time you're done, this whole ki- this whole pile over here will be done. I was the like, honesty. you know what? 
I love you. I love you. Thank you. I'm out. <laughs> I will come back with some more laundry for you. That I is love too her much. That. Yeah. Her honesty was. Elizabeth, yeah, tell that. us what a kindness incorporator is. Ooh. So a kindness incorporator is a person who, without even thinking, just tends to incorporate kindness in everything that they do. So it, how can I put it? So like, if in the hotel business, for example, we know we tend to waste a lot, like especially say for breakfast, right? Yeah. If you think about it. And most people just throw it in the garbage and it's a bit harder nowadays, but before we, you know, you would of course give it to people who are homeless or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but because we are so in tune to, unfortunately, somebody can actually sue you for giving them bad food. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. if you give away your food at the end of the day, just to anybody and they get sick, it's a problem. So now it makes us become very careful. And mm-hmm. sometimes we may not even want to be kind because of that one instance right. where somebody yeah. actually sued you. Right. Right. Um, I'm my job or my title or my project is to try to get us to surpass that and to still continue to be kind. Okay. So yes, you may not be able to give all of your food at the end of the day as a restaurant to the homeless, but can we figure out a project, right? Can we figure out a way where you can still feed those homeless people, still be kind? Mm-hmm. And it's going to help out without, you know, the law coming into play or without you always thinking that if I do something nice, somebody's going to come in and sue me for it. Yeah. Wow. So that, that's, that's what a kindness incorporator is. It's still going ahead to be kind. Even if, even if it's getting harder and harder to do it just because there's that one bad apple out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so still being able to do it and just trying to overcome whatever the obstacle is mm-hmm. and for the greater good rather than for what could happen. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's one. And then also just not, you know, people are doing something kind of the camera on, you know, like, oh, look, I'm giving like, my, my kindness incorporation is one of the projects I'm starting right now is nominating somebody that's being kind just to be kind mm-hmm. and it's somebody else nominating them it's not you coming okay. and saying this is what I've done mm-hmm. you know this is what right. I've no um we want to hear it from say the person that you helped right, right? sure or or, right, the right. or the community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's one of the things I'm really really passionate about is just even small things like um Right now with the hospitality industry, the way it is, everybody's short-staffed, right? Restaurants, servers, um, hotels, everybody's short-staffed. Being a kindness incorporated is something as simple as I understand putting that empathy in there and just being like, okay, what can I do to help the situation now? Mm -hmm. Somebody starts, oh my gosh, I've been here for 15 hours, you know, exaggeration galore. (laughs) What can you do? to you know help that person yeah like, hey sir okay what can i do do you want some water maybe i can grab some water for you mm-hmm. you know maybe there's something you can do on the other side that can calm that person down so mm-hmm. it doesn't put more pressure on the person behind the counter yeah like, right right 
don't have the perspective like oh yeah yeah we've been here 15 hours oh my gosh like what's going yeah. on no kindness incorporation is just as simple as sir you know we understand what's going on um if you have gum give it to him you know something yeah. just small acts of kindness yeah just something yeah. to recognize yeah. and acknowledge whatever the pain point that they're going through because like mm-hmm. you said it is an exaggeration and right now where everything is so um right now and instantaneous and yes. people can't wait um being able to just offer some empathy to somebody a smile or some mm-hmm. sort of gesture yeah, yeah i understand that's yeah. awesome and it and it goes a long way it does i i, I think at the end of the day that person you're thanking them and then they're thanking you for thanking them because they, <laughs> because they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. That's, Very that's, true. Yeah. That's cool. That's wow. Cool. But so I, let's, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, so one of the things I want to do is to incorporate kindness in business. Mm-hmm. So as a so I worked, of course, at married for like forever. And um, the only reason I was where I was at was because of the kindness of others. Mm-hmm. So their willingness to share information, their willingness to let me make my mistakes and teach me after, mm-hmm. like those were all acts of kindness. Yes. And I met most of the people and I thanked most of those people. But like, imagine there are some people who are not doing that. And right. even in small businesses, um, just a small act of social responsibility. So as small businesses, we can't, we don't have the money yet to be able to give to the community, Mm -hmm. right? Especially as startups, Mm -hmm. but like just small acts, like, you know, volunteering two hours here and there to do something, you know, Um, or we can, if you don't have the time for that, because you're focusing so much time on your community, um, join a council whereby that council does something and you could just be showing up to give your um, intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So like, that's something that you're probably selling to somebody else, but can help a council out to become better to serve the community. Yeah. So like stuff like that is what I'm trying to, to see how that's, we can help to become kinder. And that that's such a good point. Um, I know, I, I mean, like I'm all over the place. It, it's ridiculous how far all over the place I am, but. I always tell people sometimes with smaller organizations or small businesses, your two hours and your knowledge could mean the world to them, could change so much for them. Someone comes through the door and says, oh, you know what? I'm a a accountant. I understand. Let me help you guys do this. Or, oh, you're trying to plan this program. Guess what? I know how to do that. Let me lay this out for you in 45 minutes. And Mm -hmm. so you're absolutely right. Volunteering and just taking that, you know, just taking that time can make a huge difference um, for different people, different organizations. So you're definitely on the right track there. Thanks. That is so Um, cool. Tell us about your pivot to entrepreneurship. So um, in... November of last year, I tend to tear up when I start talking about this. I don't know why. Um, so after my Long Island stint, I went to the Town Place Suites in Virginia Beach. Um, that was to help out um, 
my area director at the time. So he had just acquired that portfolio of about 19 hotels. Okay. My hotel at the time was number one, but this town place suites Virginia Beach was number 19, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> um it had so you're the hotel whisperer. Uh, <laughs> I, love I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Break I, your I, arm I doing help. it. Break your arm doing it. <laughs> I had help. Oh, I did not do it by myself. Um, so my I wanted to move from New York and Virginia popped up and my boss was like, well, if you want to, you can. And so I relocated to Virginia. Um, I took over this, it was a 94 hotel. It had been red zoned for like more than two years. Wow. Um, had, hadn't received a renovation in like, you know, six, seven years, give or take. Um, it was dilapidated. Like it, mm. I, I was surprised we were still making money. Like, but the scores were like in the forties. Mm. Wow. Um, so my boss was like, hey, I'm not expecting miracles from you, Elizabeth. <laughs> so if you really, truly want to do it, go ahead. And um, with the help of, I don't know if you, you probably know her, Miss Christine Trippy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, so she's she amazing. Working, yeah, she was working for Marriott, of course, at the time. And she was assigned to our hotel. And with her help, we took that hotel from like a 48% um, up to a 54%, then to a 64%. Wow. I finished it off uh, pre-COVID at a 78%. Wow. 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 We made more than four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars more in profit. Um, our rev par was freaking ridiculous. Still, same product. Wow! Stop. Tell me your secrets. <laughs> that you were you were selling snow to the Eskimos. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was when when Christine Trippi t- says you says to you, yes is the answer. Like she truly knows what she is talking mm-hmm. about. Like the power of the huddles. Like it's about the culture of the hotel. Yeah. Who is the one serving your guests? Yeah. That is the only way, in my humble opinion, that we will be able to go past this hiring freeze that we're on Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Because if my my staff, I had a core staff of 12. um, And even pre-COVID, I mean, during COVID, we were doing 50 to 60% occupancy when everybody else was like down. Mm-hmm. And my staff was so tired, you know, they're like, oh my God, they're working like five, six, six days. And you can see exhaustion, you mm-hmm. know, and they're like, Elizabeth, my, my friend is at home. He's earning $900 a week, $900 a week because of unemployment. He's at home playing on his games, mm-hmm. taking care of his kids. Well, my guy is barely yeah. earning 500 Right. It's literally about the culture of the hotel, mm-hmm. making it fun to come to work, um, the huddles, the huddles, the huddles, that daily talking to your staff, making sure that they're okay. All yeah. of that is honestly the secret. It's just okay. how do you connect with your staff? It's the because, people. So it's mm-hmm. the people and it's your connection to them yep. and motivating them and including them and being kind, right? Yes. And appreciative. And and, right. Yes. That simple stuff, like one of my staff members had this car he always wanted to buy, right? I was like, just take, print it out for me. I'll put it in my office. And every time you come into your office, our goal is to try to get you that car. Mm. Like 
that's as simple as it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How be kind to your staff. Yeah. Be empathetic to your staff because they are the ones without them. You're nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. You can't do. And if you hire the wrong people, because that's another thing is they Mm -hmm. have to be aligned with your core values Mm -hmm. and the company's core values. Yeah. So I ended up pivoting because that hotel ended up getting sold. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it was part of a deal that Merritt had. And on November, I think it was the 23rd or 17th, I don't remember, 18th, Mm -hmm. um, that hotel got sold and became an extended stay, um, extended stay Virginia Beach. So thankfully, all of my staff was kept. I was so happy. Uh, oh, good. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, good. My operations manager became the general manager. So oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. It was it was a blessing. Yeah. Um, I still wanted to stay with Marriott, of course. Um, and they gave me a temporary assignment mm-hmm. to become a dual general manager at in Syracuse. Um, so that's how I ended up pivoting, is because in I think it was November, December. I came across this lady called Nicole Walters. I don't know if you've heard of her. No, I'm um, not familiar. She's a like a business coach. Okay. And she was like talking about how um, finding what it is your purpose is mm-hmm. and trying to help more people out. And by doing that, you know, you're of course meeting your purpose. Yeah. So I, she intrigued me. I was like, okay, I wonder what I'm really good at, right? Like yeah. what I'm really good at that I can help other people with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so I went through that journey with her and that's how I ended up pivoting into being an entrepreneur because she helps people become entrepreneurs to uh, monetize their knowledge. Um, and for me, I find it easier to find things I can help Robin out with things that I can help Mm -hmm. Nikki out with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to do that. If I know who you are, So if I'm like, well, Robin right now, she's looking for this and this, she loves sales, but she prefers to crochet, for example. Right. Mm -hmm. So how can we, how can I help her? If I came across some, a really, really good crochet coach and I would just be like, you know, I know a person who would really benefit with your knowledge would be Robin. So like connecting people to the thing that they love to do, That's something right. I love to do the most. Okay. Um, I love making sure they get to their goals. So okay. like, there's so much stuff going on right now. All these entre- entrepreneurs, um, life coaches, business coaches, all of that happening. For me, I l- seriously, honestly, just want to connect you and give you the tools and resources that you need as a person mm-hmm. to fulfill your life dreams and your business dreams or career dreams. So if you want a promotion, that's what I'm here to do. Okay. Let's get you to that award that you want to win. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what I'm here for. So that's how I ended up pivoting. (laughs) When I I wake up in the morning and I did not help somebody, I feel a loss. I feel like something small died inside me. Mm -hmm. And now tomorrow I'm going to have to help six people to just make me feel a bit better Mm -hmm. with no monetary, you know, assistance in any way it's just that feeling of I helped you today mm-hmm. and you have a smile on your face right yeah. so it's like That's, what did you accomplish today yeah. That's awesome and it's I mean and it seems like from your experience you've been training this entire time for where you are right now mm-hmm. yes because yes, yes, when yes, I yes. mean when we're in the hotels even though you may not realize it or you know, no one may say it, but 
you are a counselor, a coach, Mm -hmm. a cheerleader, a director, you know, sometimes discipline, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, so you, you've been training for this and then you have the um, experience level to say, I I can bring something from this level Mm -hmm. to this level and beyond. So that's, I mean, that's cool to be able to walk in your purpose and find, um, you know, what that truly is. That's, that's something that's been unique about this uh, pandemic experience for, you know, a lot of us, Mm -hmm. you're, you're now that it's almost like you've actually had the time to stop and think about it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know what? I like doing this, or I want to look at that. And so just, yeah, that's awesome. I'm very happy for you. I think the, the highlight, so I think it was the day before yesterday, this one lady was talking about a grant she applied for, for small businesses. So like, it's, you don't even have to input any of your W2s or anything like that, or W9s. Like they literally every month, they give out a $10,000 grant to small owners. So I'm sitting with my, my friends and I'm like, these are all small business owners. Like, oh my gosh, you, all of you should just apply for it. Come on, mm-hmm. go ahead. It's every month. And you should just see like the smiles on their faces. They're like, oh my God, Elizabeth, how did you hear about this? I'm like, well, another friend of mine was talking about mm-hmm. it. And like that made six people's day. Yeah. <laughs> six right. people's day. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm my out. work here is done my work here is done I I just now um I'm gonna pray 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 that y'all get it every month one person gets it and now you just got ten thousand dollars and all of you I know are kindness incorporators so that money is going to a good cause mm-hmm. it's to help the community it's to help you know yeah. all of the things that we're, we want for a better better tomorrow so yeah. speaking of better tomorrow, what is your plan long range for your company? Oh, my company. That's a good one. So my master's starts in fall and my master's is for information strategy and knowledge. Okay. So my plan hopefully is to better the hospitality industry mm-hmm. with the knowledge that I'm going to get. Um, I want to, and I'm speaking this out loud and I hope it happens. I want to sit on the table with, sit at the table with those Fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. and help them better the hospitality industry. May it be mental health awareness? Sure. Right? Like that's something that is not being talked about too much right mm-hmm. now. Right. Um, in the hospitality industry, like you, Nikki, you, Robin, you saw how you were doing six, seven, eight, eight jobs. It does take a toll when you do it for a year yeah. straight, mm-hmm. no days off sure. or with days off, but you're not even getting to spend any time with your family. Like yeah. mentally, um, I know, I don't even know if I can say this out loud. I know general managers who have wanted to take their life because of how badly, mm-hmm. you know, they love their staff, they love their hotels, and it takes an emotional toll on them. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's how can I use the information and the knowledge and the strategies to help the hospitality industry gain momentum, become better, and still make us good mentally. Yeah, let us be of a mental, you know, nature, let's think about it, 
let's help all of our associates because yeah. we might not have any associates in the future mm-hmm. <laughs> with the way things are going yeah. right so that's that's my plan is hopefully when my master's is done I want to be as a consultant sitting with the Fortune 500 leadership teams and trying to figure out what are we going to do about the mental health of the mm-hmm. associates? How That's are we awesome. going to better them? How are we going to use the knowledge to help? As we prepare for all of the, the onslaught of travelers that are coming back now, with the hiring crisis, with the GMs that may be burnt out, um, what's your message to them? Um, to keep people motivated. How do you motivate the general manager? I mean, what, what's the message? So it starts from bottom to top. I mean, from, yeah, from the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top, each single person needs to want the best for the person next to them. So if, as a general manager, you have so much responsibility on your shoulders, including the livelihood of the people under you. Mm-hmm. So I know right now as general managers, they are so pressured to try and do as much as they can. But of course, budgets are restricting them, right? Um, people want to take so much time off, but they have to now start telling the associates, no, mm-hmm. yes, be empathetic. Yes, be kind, but also that general manager needs their area director or regional director's help. Yeah, they need the support. That regional director needs to be empathetic and kind to that general manager. Mm -hmm. They need to understand that, yes, your general manager is going to need a week or two off because they just Mm -hmm. worked through the whole pandemic. And please don't ask them to answer their emails, (laughs) to answer their phones. Like, please give them that space. And the same thing for the regional directors, Mm. they need to be taken care of as well. So as I said, it's that kindness going all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's going to be a vice president that needs to come and help a hotel out. I hate to say it, but that might need to happen. You need to come and see what's going on in the depths of the field so that they can have hope that you care enough to come down to see them mm-hmm. and not to spend an hour or two, like maybe spend the night, work the desk, mm-hmm. work alongside right. on the desk. Yeah. Come bring them lunch or dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so and they need the support. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. The engagement. The engagement. Because nobody really realizes what we do. I mean, rarely do people get that glimpse of what's really happening. Day to day, you yeah. know, I, I would tell people, uh, you know, hey, when you when you add a coffee station after your meeting has started, there's 20 people back there running around to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just one example of a lot of times we don't realize what it takes. And during this pandemic, you've got hotels operating with 12 managers and, you know, they're running like a 200 room property. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, that's, that's a great, um, that's a great way to look at that. The yeah. support, the appreciation. It's, it's the appreciation. It's they, they mm-hmm. feel it more than anything. You may not even need to spend actual physical money. Like you just coming in with some, some lunch 
and give and sitting down with the associates if they even have the time to do that or even giving them ice cream while they're working mm -hmm. like something as simple as that will yeah. make them feel like you took the time out of your day to come and see what I'm doing and it made me feel very happy yeah now some people are even having like at Merit we have the general manager's advisory council mm -hmm. having the executive leadership be in touch with what's happening in the field is so important it's so so important and the fact that for me at least I love that Merit actually like listens and if I tell them that we need more money for associate relations you know we've been working the same associates over and over and over and mm -hmm. over and they need some sort of incentive right yeah. like could you please I'm the general manager of the hotel I will tr I will get you a profit I promise you could you let me spend what I need to spend for my associates mm -hmm. right the, the goodness of not having to say that to your area director and them being like I know I trust you to make those decisions right go ahead and spend what you need to spend because you're still going to make a profit like having that judgment having that support and knowing that there's somebody who cares enough to do this mm -hmm. for you. I think that's going to be the kindness that they need to keep on going. Because people are quitting every day. I hate to say it. Oh, and it's terrible. Yeah. There's no kindness. There yeah. literally is no kindness. They feel like they've been overworked. They're under motivated. And it's because maybe somebody just didn't take the time to be like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. It's as simple as checking in with people. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. How are you doing? How's your feeling? Not and not just to say it, right? You know, right to mean it. Mean it. It's just like the word "good morning." People don't take the word "good morning" as are you having a good morning or "good morning." Yeah. So then now you have to rephrase it as "Hey, Robin, how'd you sleep last night?" Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because then you I'm like I'm really worried. Like, are you mm -hmm. okay? How's mm -hmm. How's everything doing? Yeah. We've become accustomed to just being automatic with the way we say things. So now it's taking the time to be like, oh, hey, how's, how's your baby doing? Mm -hmm. Is she okay? How's your sister? How did the funeral go? Right? Were you able to get there? Do you need bereavement? Going yeah. above and beyond in kindness and in empathy is everything you need to do to keep your staff happy and to gain more staff. Because yeah. if your staff is happy, they'll now talk to their friends who are like, well, at least I have fun. Exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's true there we go. Then you have another person hired and you didn't even have to post a job because they are happy themselves. But if they're not, they'd rather be taking unemployment. Who doesn't want to take unemployment right now? Yeah. Right. And watch Netflix all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just sounds like a simple thing. Yeah. Wow. So Elizabeth, tell me something that you want us to know that we have not asked. <sighs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um something that I want you to know that I haven't asked. Oh my gosh. I really can't even think. Well, we'll come it. back to that. Tell us where we can find you. Okay. Um, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. I love, okay. love, 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 love being on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um, and I you, I think you might be able to put that in there. And mm -hmm. then I'll put that in the website. show notes. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. My website is elizabethnjungu.com. Okay. So you can find me on there if you want to schedule um, a coffee and tea with me to pick my brain on anything. If yes. you're having trouble hiring people, 
I'll be happy to help you if you're having trouble um, hiring that general manager. Like if you've hired them and you don't have the time to train them, I could definitely do that, help you out with that. But be, my, my point is if you're stuck somewhere and you're trying to figure out what your next step is going to be, mm-hmm. I am available. My calendar is on my LinkedIn and my calendar is also on my website. And I am literally here to help you out, to get you unstuck and paralyzed and get you. It's awesome. We love that. That is, I I really do. I mean, mentorship, knowing Mm -hmm. people, having connection, all those things are just so important for anybody that's trying to move forward Mm -hmm. in anything. And the fact that you're willing to offer and give of yourself and your time, incorporate the kindness. um, That's, I mean, that's amazing. That is really amazing. Thank you. We appreciate you so much, Elizabeth. And we look forward to staying in touch as your business grows. Yeah. You know, I love, us- I love being on here. Good. <laughs> well, you can come back. I can? <laughs> Absolutely, you can. <laughs> and you can. I've, I filled someone with your spark and your just uh, genuine energy that we're oh getting my God. from yes. you. you. You definitely have earned the title of a friend of the show. Yes. So- <laughs> yes. yes. I, I mean, the positive yes. energy and just all the, all the, the kindness and the words. I mean, I just, I just feel better already about things coming back online. Cause I've been like stressing about, okay, so all these people are going to bust out Memorial weekend and mm-hmm. converge <laughs> upon all these hotels mm-hmm. and the hotels are understaffed. They don't have enough people working in a restaurant. They can't open. And so I'm anxious about it and I don't even have a job. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> So I'm thinking I'm going to go downtown somewhere or go to one of these hotels and just say, Hey, how can I help out? Yes. I'll pour water or whatever. Yes. <laughs> just because yes. I feel bad because <laughs> travelers are truly coming back and they're expecting the same service pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, it's not going to happen. They, they're, so, they're not going to be ready. Yeah. They're, so they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to be ready. So that's so. the part. And that's the sad part. And it's yeah. now looking forward. Um, what do we see? Is it going to be like this also for Labor Day? Is it going to be like this? Like, how are we trying to help? And that's why for me, I'm like, the kindness and cooperation makes such a big difference because mm-hmm. we may need the person who doesn't work at a hotel to yeah. help out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we will need somebody who's on the other side of the counter to be like, okay, guys, just show me where, show me where the water is. I'll mm-hmm. pour it for everybody. Right. You know, that, <laughs> kindness, that kindness is what we need. Yeah. And People are going to need to step up. Mm-hmm. Everybody That's needs right. to step up. We, we got to show the kids how it's done. Yeah. Right. We have to, we have to be the example because if you don't see it, be it. Yeah. Don't see the example, be the example. Don't, don't ask somebody else to give of themselves what you will not give yourself. So please be kind. That's all I'm always going to say is please be kind. Now I'm not the person who's kind 6 million times a day, but at least, you know, incorporated in everything you do, it becomes a habit. And then what happens when it becomes a habit? It becomes you. It becomes you. And we're going to end it there. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. 
Thank um, you. You have a great oh, day. Yes. Much. I loved it. And I'll All be happy right. to come again. We thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. You can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing. Hospitality, that's our business.